That's right. When you don't know what to do, just keep on breathing from Los Angeles in the city of angels. To all my listeners out there in Radio Land, I'm Dave, the caregiver's caregiver at caregiverdave.com. Coming to you live and on demand 24-7 on numerous syndicated radio and podcast networks and 26 global audio and video platforms, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Vimeo, Stitcher Radio, and the list goes on and on. In fact, we're proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast of the top 50 on Player FM and number two caregiver podcast on Feedspot and uh, number two on CaringVillage.com. And we have an especially exciting show planned for you today. But before we get started, I do want to take this moment and thank my last week's guest, Nancy Perpal. She was a critical care nurse before she entered law school in her 30s to become a highly regarded divorce attorney. And just a reminder, you can watch or listen to that interview and all our interviews on our membership website, caregiverdave.com, or any of the other 26 global networks that I mentioned earlier. All right, enough of that. Fatima, so nice to have you on the show. Would you take a moment and just tell us, who is Fatima Busmos and why was she placed on this earth? (laughs) Thank you, Dave, and good day to you. It's great to see you you again. Um, I'm Dr. Fatima Bustoshoy. I am here on this earth, I believe, to help people truly uh, discover who they are, who their true self is, and in the process, um, you know, achieve health, happiness, and peace, uh-huh. and growth and transformation. And I do that through my my new book now, which is More Than Money, Five Paths to Abundance and Success, but also and also through coaching, uh, teaching, uh, mentoring, and helping those uh, who are going through life, trying to, again, find who their true self is and, you know, and be the best that they can be. Amidst all kinds of circumstances. <laughs> what a great answer. <laughs> so let's see here. You were once a young and inexperienced newcomer to the United States. Mm-hmm. In your book, More Than Money, Five Paths to Abundance and Success for Inner-Centered Entrepreneurs. Yes. Talk about your story as a young immigrant from the Philippines. Yes. In search of the American dream. So tell us about that. Um Was it much of an adjustment coming here? Well, it certainly was, Dave. Um, It certainly was an adjustment coming from a small country, as you may know, the Philippines, and coming to this vast land of the United States. I remember just as the, you know, the the plane, Philippine Airlines, uh, was deplaning, and I looked out the window and I was just blown away by how big the city of LA is. It seems like the whole thing would fit in LA. And uh, um, so that adjustment uh, was 
you know, kind of like embedded in me how just how big this country is. But also then, as of course, I started to live here, uh, the adjustment in terms of learning um, the uh, culture, which is multi-culture, so diverse, and and then navigating the corporate world and trying to fit in. I think that was the biggest adjustment for me, trying to fit in. Well, it's a melting pot. Yes, it sure is. And and it still is. Um, And uh, also trying to fit in in this, and especially in the corporate world, seeing things first only from my lens, you know, very narrow lens into uh, seeing it from the, from, you know, the country's lens, from the multicultural lens, from the corporate lens, from the customer lens, from so many lenses that I wasn't used to. And, and then also asserting myself, you know, in, in the corporate world, navigating it, asserting myself, and, you know, and trying to, uh, in a way, I guess, prove myself that that I can do the job, that I am here to make a contribution. I graduated from college and I I had experience. I spoke English. And so there were so, sort of these things that I came in with these uh, sort of preconceptions and then smacked to be hit with, oh, that's not enough or that's not all there is. And then learning from different people, asking for help, um, asking for mentors, and yeah. and and then you know, kind of just getting up again, getting up again once I've fallen or made a mistake, and learn from that. Yeah, well, I'm sure I don't have to tell you that Filipinos, for some strange reason, make very good caregivers. Why do you think that is? I, yes, and in, and so I feel like there is that connection with your show, Dave, um, because you know what I think it is? It's because we definitely are caring people, mm. really do. And and even when <clears throat> you know when tourists go to the Philippines, the first thing they say is that they feel so at home, that we are a very hospitable, you know, hey. country. And very helping, so it's it's kind of in our DNA, and it's in our DNA to care for people, to love people, to look out for people, and so I think there is a kind of a natural fit. Cool, uh, you know, I haven't been to the Philippines, and my wife and I travel together often. She's in a power wheelchair, and um, it's always nice to visit countries that are handicap friendly. I'm assuming your country is very handicap friendly, yes. Well, let me let me think. <laughs> just, you know, I I I I was home. I I did go home to the Philippines uh, in October for my mom's uh, second memorial anniversary, mm. and I would say that by and large, it is truly a handicap friendly country. Mm. Um, a lot of the big, you know, big. Uh, shopping malls, so to speak. Sure. Uh, they're all, you know, with the ramps. And um, and most of all, I think, not just the infrastructure, but <clears throat> there is really that the population of people who are out there to help yeah. you. What, what kind of a doctor are you? 
I'm a uh, humanities doctor. My my PhD, okay. PhD. humanities, um, focusing on transformative learning and change. And what would you say your area of expertise is? Is it financial? Is it spiritual? Really? Is it uh, relational or all of the above? <laughs> it is actually a convergence or what I call uh, truly a convergence of the corporate world because I was in the corporate world for almost 30 years. Really? I still do have... Which corporate- company? Um, I was... The last... Uh, position I had was as VP and director of learning and development for Citibank. Wow. Uh, You're Citibank a smart person. <laughs> and California. And uh, I, you know, I think that that really is part of my path. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm a teacher by heart. So I, you know, right after graduating from college, my first job was as a uh, uh I taught at a university in the <clears throat> And then when I came to this country, I started in financial services and then moved uh, naturally into learning and development. And, and to this day, I would say I'm a teacher by heart, um, but I also am a holistic wellness. Uh-huh. Uh, I've had uh, 13 plus years experience and practice in holistic wellness so um, you've, you've learned from spiritual teachers what would you consider yourself a christian what is your spiritual background well, my spiritual background i was coming from the philippines as you may know it's uh, a predominantly catholic country okay so i was baptized catholic and uh, but my practice now is probably more egalitarian <laughs> Spirituality, I am uh-huh. more focused on that as opposed to uh, more religion-based. Sure. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I never liked the word religion, um, and I too was raised Catholic all my life. But since then, I've learned that, uh, you know, getting to know God is all about relationship and not religion. Yeah, that's so well put, Dave. Exactly. I think it is truly our relationship with God or however you want to call the higher power I do happen to call God God and it is our relationship uh, yeah. so yeah. what have you learned from your spiritual teachers that shaped you to this day well for me uh, I learned that there is truly that God within I knew that yeah, a lot the- of people don't uh, seem to know that or act yeah. like that do they yeah. Oh, uh, well, I will. <clears throat> I will confess. Good and evil versus you know, and yeah, oh. there is no right, there is no wrong. Whatever you feel, you know, that, where'd that come from? Like, where'd that come from? From, from the pit of hell. And, <laughs> and then look at where we are too. Yeah. Yeah. How's that working out for you? You know. Yeah. So, uh, for me, of course, having grown up Catholic, you know, believe it or not, from first grade until I graduated yeah, college. Me too. <laughs> and so there was a lot of that intellectualization of our religion. Um, and and so what I learned from the spiritual teachers is to feel, to feel it more inside of me. Uh, what I knew to be true in terms of a doctrine is actually real. Um, but the only way to do that is to connect 
with our bodies, our physical mm. bodies, our emotional bodies, our mental and spiritual. And that energy is all around us, and energy is God's expression, of course, of, of you know, his creation, his love, yeah. and so forth. So I learned about energy. I learned about the connection, the interconnectedness of our physical body, emotional body, mental and spiritual. Yeah. Um, um, how would you define soul? Um, uh, some people say it's uh, a combination of mind, body and spirit. Uh, do I have that right? Yes. Yes, it is. Um, the other day in my meditation, I asked myself, what is the center of my life? You know, what is the focus of my life? Mm. And what came up for me was my focus is my soul. Mm -hmm. Because we are, of course, we have a physical body. We know that. And you're in the caregiving field, which is taking care, of course, of the body, but it's also taking care of the emotions, the heart, the mind, the spirit. Sure. So to me, the soul is the the holistic, the holistic and the uh, uh, really interconnectedness of the uh, our totality yeah. as uh, human divine beings. Yeah, and so many people neglect the spiritual. You know, they uh, <laughs> separation of church and state, whatever the heck that means. But how can how can you take the spirit out of the man? I mean, we. We're we're so different from the animals, you know. Well, actually, Dave, the way I've 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 learned and also saw this firsthand when my mm -hmm. father passed away, what you just said. When you separate the spirit from the man, it's the that person is dead. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that person is dead. <clears throat> And uh, that was so starkly present for me when my father passed away. And uh, <clears throat> I was with him. He had a you know, massive heart attack. He had an oh. open heart surgery. And then he was in recuperation. I came home uh, to kind of take care of things because I had to fly unexpectedly. And I came home from the airport and I got the phone call that he passed away. So I turned around the next night. I flew back to the Philippines, went straight to the chapel where his body was already by then. And really, I will never forget this image. It was just a body there. Oh, it was not there anymore. It really, I go, it, my father, it was not my father. There was totally no life. And, you know, and that is when the soul departs. Oh. And, and this is why I think when you see people, disconnect from the soul you can see what happens to us and and actually that is the nature of disease yeah. the nature of disease is disconnection so i see your book back there more than money what is uh, is it a money book is it what well it's actually a spiritual book um it's more than money and the title came from the uh a number of entrepreneurs that I interviewed uh -huh. and one of them said, and this is what caught touched me is, you know, she said, Fatima having a business and really working so hard. It's not just about the money. Yeah. It is more than money. And, and so that stuck with me. And, yeah. and so 
theme was more than money, especially for entrepreneurs who, of course, start out to make money. But uh, and then so the the book is about the five paths uh, to your abundance and success, which my proposal is more than money because it is truly more than the the material aspect of it. But the five paths, which are the path of purpose. Why did you start your business? What is your why of your business? Yeah, and some then, people just uh, want to make money, and mo- the money is their god. You know? uh, oh, yes. And I, they'll climb that ladder of success all their life, and sometime in their midlife, they'll discover it was leaning against the wrong building. You know? Exactly. That is so true. And having been in the corporate world, Dave, I know of that. I mean, I know of that, even even though my purpose was really to give a quality life to my son. At that time, I was already uh, uh, a divorced uh, single mom. And so my whole focus was to give Joseph, my son, the best life I could possibly give him. But that also meant commuting from L.A. to San Francisco. And I did that for eight wow. years every week. On and plane so, or on the road? On the plane. I was flying every week, Mondays, coming back on Fridays. Wow. It didn't start out like that. It started out with, oh, yes, the headquarters is in, you know, it was at that time Oakland, and then they moved to San Francisco. Yeah. I, was a, I was a manager for Southern California. And the director said, no, oh, you, you know, a lot of our meetings will be on the phone, conference calls. <laughs> You'd only come up once a month. Well, <laughs> that wasn't the case. Um, so the, my point is that I, I, of course, wanted to make money. That's the only way it could, I thought I could provide the best life for my son. Uh-huh. But it turned out that it wasn't that. There came a time, and this is why I sought the help of spiritual teachers, because there came a time when even though I was technically at the peak of my profession, having a corner office and, you know, frequent flyers and all of that, uh, I would say then the material successes, Dave, I was totally dying inside. Literally, I was dying inside, and I knew I couldn't. I couldn't stay there. I couldn't stay at City as much as I. I, I loved what I was doing, uh, but because I was helping people, I was training people. But deep inside, my soul was dying, mm. and uh, I uh, didn't know what to do. Uh, and and then one day. I uh, was told to go to New Mexico, actually I did, to Santa Fe. And that started my spiritual quest. Did you and, ride a uh, hot air balloon? <laughs> um, no, not in, not in Santa Fe, not in Albuquerque, <laughs> in another place. But I did see that. I did see that hot air balloon uh, festival. Uh, which is usually in October. In, That's in, one way in, to get closer to God, huh? Yeah, but there I'm are other a joke. Things, as you know, <laughs> <laughs> as you know, yeah. So I'd say that uh, you know that's why my book, more than money, is about my own quest. But it also is the quest of entrepreneurs and many entrepreneurs. And so uh, 
their their stories helped me to like uh, kind of discover these five paths of purpose sure. and then passion. What is their passion? And and then the path of pain. And I know you live with that with with the you know with your caregivers right. that. It's uh, it's at the heart of what's going on and how to relieve that. So the path of pain and and then af- as you go through it, through the path of pain comes the path of promise, and the path of promise leads to path of possibilities. And oh. so through the book, I am inviting, of course, all the readers to kind of look at these five paths for themselves to create the abundance, to create the successes that that they desire, that they deserve, um, that is more than money. And yeah. I think... It is such hope for, you know, I like to use the expression, when something seems impossible, I'll always ask myself, oh, wait a minute, is it within the realm of possibility, you know? And if it is, then it could be in the realm of probability. And then the rest is up to me, you know? That is so true that, that, that then we have to do our part, right? right, because, right. And when we do our part, you know, God helps us or contrives to support our goal. So you talk about challenges that you see in the healthcare services industry. And, you know, mm-hmm. my audience are burned out caregivers and they've had, you know, a lot of bad experience with uh, the healthcare industry. Number one, you know, they're unpaid family caregivers, first of all. They're saving the system so much money, and they they generally don't get a lot of help uh, financially or what have you from the government or from, you know, uh, even the insurance companies. You would think that they would encourage um, preventative care, but instead they penalize you. Uh, you know, no, we're not going to uh, cover this unless uh, you actually have cancer. Uh, you know, we don't. We don't cover uh, cancer screenings to make sure that you you know can catch an early. I mean, just ridiculous stuff that you've heard uh, the horror stories. You know. Yes, that is so true, and oh. and um, for so long, I think slowly now they're looking at, and they're even calling it alternative care. And to me, it's mm-hmm. not alternative. You know, I think it's all complementary. Uh, but even acupuncture, for example, which right. is point of, of you know preventive uh, sure. um, preventive care I think it's few slowly but few still see acupuncture and will give you credit for going yeah. for acupuncture well, well, even chiropractors when, yeah chiropractors and even when I had a holistic wellness center which is all about prevention. Um, and of course, and helping people once they have those, you know, conditions, it was so hard to even get, you know, listed and right. and listed as a possible, you know, uh, healthcare uh, provider sure. for that matter. <laughs> yeah, they've had, they have a lot to learn, don't they? So, what would you recommend uh, for caregivers to stay healthy and motivated in their work? Well, if I may say this, uh, one is truly self-care and self-love. Um, and you mentioned earlier that, you know, so many Filipino women, Filipinos, not just women, are in the healthcare industry. And um, 
And I said, part of that, of course, is because it's in our DNA. We are really caring people. At the same time as I say that, we don't take care of ourselves, you know. And so because our focus is so much on others, and there is also, you know, some preconceptions about if you take care of yourself, you're being selfish, you're just being self-centered. Well, it, I would say, please, it is that. You know, self-care is not self-centeredness. Right. Care is self-love. And when we can take care of ourselves, all the more that we have the capacity to care for others and to love others. So it's back to that oxygen mask principle. You know, you got to put that oxygen mask first for yourself before you even give it to your child, even if your child is next to you, because that's the only way that you can be strong for that other person. For you and for the other person. Mm-hmm. So I would say that self-care, self-love, um, and be aware of, of your own energy and to really do take care of yourself. Um, and, and then whether that's the how to, it's, you know, allocate some time during the day for you, uh, do do some simple breathing exercises. Do what I call one-minute exercises. And those one minute, just moving your body, you know, body tapping yeah. to stimulate your energy and to release tension. Uh, I, I outline many of these exercises in my book, actually. Oh, good, good. To give people some very practical ways of self-care. So how can people get your book? Well, it is it is on Amazon, and it became an Amazon bestseller when it was first released. So please do get it at Amazon. I also have a website, www.drfatimalifecoach.com. And actually, if you're if the our audience can uh, click into that and and um, click on the holistic self care plan. That's a free download uh, wow. for, 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 you know, for just, you know, visiting the website, click the holistic self-care plan. And it's, it is truly holistic and you can use it as a roadmap, as a, as a daily guide uh, for self-care. You know, such a coincidence. I was just watching the movie Fatima <laughs> last night as I was uh, falling asleep in bed and and here you come on the show the next day with the same name. Oh, uh, Dave. <laughs> is that, uh, how did you get that name? I know your parents probably gave it to you. Did well, they give you yes. a story to it? Well, yes. Thank you for asking, Dave. Um, as I mentioned, because the Philippines is a predominantly Catholic country. So Fatima is from the name Our Lady of Fatima in Portugal, where the Blessed Mother uh you know, and the, to the children. Yeah, to the three children with the message of peace. And this happened in October. So the month of the rosary. Wow. Was born in the month of October. And so my parents named me after Our Lady of Fatima in Portugal. And um, I'm so happy that I was able to take my parents back there to see Our Lady wow. Our, Our of Fatima in Portugal. And Lourdes, of course. Uh so many years ago, before my father passed away. 
So they got to see, it's a very small town. Now, of course, this was many years ago. Uh, a very small town, and the church was there, and you see the grotto, and uh, mm-hmm. so that's the origin of my name. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really, really appreciate it, and I just want to let everyone know that um, this webcast is also going to be on uh, all the different platforms I mentioned above, as well as caregiverdave.com. And my newly released book, Secrets from the Hammock, Uncommon Wisdom for Uncommon Times, is changing lives all over the world, available wherever books are sold, and also on my free membership website, caregiverdave.com. And I also have a Facebook community of 34,000 caregivers, where you will learn about my Acapulco Villa Caregiver Wellness Vacation that I'm offering in in Acapulco. (laughs) Uh, Because 30% of caregivers die before their loved ones do, and... I've come up with a plan. It's a six-month coaching program that culminates in a free vacation in Acapulco. And it's just, uh, just go to caregiverdave.com and read about it and sign up. I'm expecting to see everybody who needs a vacation to, to not burn out in Acapulco. So again, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you click the like button at the bottom of the page, you will help us reach even more caregivers. And thanks so much for making us the number one caregiver podcast on the internet. So until next week, thank you, Fatima, uh, all on my viewers and listeners. May God richly bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Dave. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Hey, everybody. It's Caregiver Dave here. Caregiverdave.com. In beautiful Acapulco. Been here with Charlene for three wonderful weeks learning how to care for caregivers, putting on my own event to have caregivers come here in this beautiful Acapulco Villa to rest, to relax, to recharge the batteries, to get some training for me, Caregiver Dave. And there's no substitute for getting away from your loved one's duties and responsibilities. The food is amazing. The staff are at your beck and call. The rooms are wonderful. The pool is great. The view is great. I mean, what's not to love? I mean, this is every caregiver's dream to get away (laughs) for a week. Seven wonderful, glorious days. And to be with other caregivers and to share their stories, to share their burdens, to share the, what they've learned, to network with each other. It's almost like a therapy group. <laughs> and I have been wanting to do something tangible for caregivers, but it costs money. <laughs> but I've managed to find a beautiful villa down here, owned by my mentor. And he's making it possible for me to bring 12, 14 caregivers up here. And believe me, it's the gift of life. Just imagine what it's like being in paradise for seven days, waking up at noon (laughs) to a beautiful breakfast, a beautiful lunch, beautiful dinner. This is gourmet food. I've never tasted food like this in five-star restaurants. They have a a live-in chef and and uh, I, uh, I can't say enough for the service, for the food, for the quality, 
for the six star service. And this is what every caregiver needs. Contact me, caregiverdave.com. God bless you and think about it. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing. Oh.